For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Welcome to the 12th Man Rising Podcast, part of the fan-sided podcast network. Here's your hosts, Lee Vowell and Todd Vandenberg. Welcome to the 12th Man Rising Podcast. I almost said welcome to Nikki X Happy Hour. That's why it took me so long. I paused. (laughs) People didn't. What's going on here? We're off the rails and it started. (laughs) People, people listening, it's like literally, I was going to say, welcome to the Nikki X happy hour. And it's like, I couldn't undo my mind to start Lee, Lee, the 12th man. Anyway, welcome to the 12th man rising podcast from Nikki X happy hour studios, I guess. I'm Lee and with me is Todd. Todd, how are you? This is, I should, you you do this voice, uh, radio voice. And with me is Todd. Todd, how are you live from uh, Birmingham, England? It's chilly. It's chilly. (laughs) (laughs) The show is off the rails already. (laughs) It's chilly here in Birmingham, England, which is a great distance from where I actually am. But we were talking in pre-pro high Ted about English football and the Liverpool, the Liverpoolians and their amazing achievement and et cetera. So yeah, maybe, maybe if everything breaks right for the Seahawks, they too can be playing Real Madrid at the end of the season for <laughs> all, uh, all of the bananas. Which would be That's great. right. All of the bananas uh, that don't exist in England, maybe in Spain That's true. Yeah. or here we have banana well, growing states. We do have banana growing states. I'm, you live I'm in one. one of them. I do live in one. You live in one too, although I not do. really commercially. You grow bananas. Viable, but yeah, it's. Uh, I've seen some banana trees in your hometown. She used to be my hometown. Is this a? Uh, is this going to be a James Taylor song? <laughs> it is indeed going to be a James Taylor song. It's like just as soon as I said that, it's like, oh my god, here we go again. Mm-hmm. All right, that's mm-hmm. like the ninth time we're off the rails. That's so. right. And James, if you're listening to this show, thank you for tuning in to the 12th Man Rising podcast. I, I really, I don't even know if that sounds better than my normal frog-like it's, voice. It's very, it would be great if we had frog voices. <laughs> if we went between Sorry. like bullfrogs and spring peepers. Is it just me or did uh, Skype just send send me a bunch of hearts for no reason? It's like, what's going on? Anyway, uh, for, the, for the listener at home. Peepers. Spring Peepers, which is different from Window Peepers. That's a totally different show. That's right. For the listener at home, uh, I apologize for us. So 
Guess what happened this week, Todd? The Seahawks schedule came out for 2022. How Did many it? of yes? And, How many uh, of the games were listed? Seventeen. Am 17, I right? Seventeen games. It's still weird to say that they have nine quote unquote. You can't see the air quotes on the podcast, but nine home games, and uh, it's uh, I'm putting it in quotes because one of those home games is in uh, Germany, which isn't really a home game, but it counts as a home game. I'm not I'm not sure what difference it makes, right? If it's in Germany, it's a home game. Do they still do the to- the coin the coin toss? As I started to say, the coin toss. Yes, they will so do the toss. It's not like they're the last team to bat or anything. I'm not really sure what home advantage has to do with in Germany, but the, so they end up with eight real home games and eight away games, and then one in Germany. So they have nine and eight. And then uh, ESPN, I believe it's ESPN. Somebody has put out their win predictions for 2022, and the Seahawks are predicted to win six, which is the third among the others. Third lowest in the NFL. That was ESPN. I saw the same listing thing. I one thing I thought was interesting about that as I go into spring beeper mode. Um, the Did you say spring beeper? Spring beeper. Yes. Spring beeper. What is that? They have an uneven number of wins, so I guess they're predicting a tie somewhere because you add up all the half wins. Because you know some teams are predicted for seven and a half, whatever, and it's like. Uh, well, I think I think one of those is the Jaguars versus Falcons. Right, they each have a half win, and I think it's because they play each other. I think that's what it is. I think you're right. But they're like, screw it. Wins. Six wins, maybe. They showed up. Give them half, half a win. I mean, realistically, this is the team, right? We're talking about the Seahawks. Is this the Seahawks show, or is this a different show? Seahawks, right? I thought so we were talking they... Falcons. <laughs> Falcons show. Falcons, this right. is the Atlanta Falcons radio. No, I don't stop doing that voice where i'm going to listen to re-listen to the show and it's my voice is going to be like oh that sounds horrible and lee kept doing it because <laughs> he's such an idiot he didn't realize what he actually sounded like but last year seahawks won seven games so when you lose two of the best players in franchise history possibly the best okay probably not possibly but i would say verifiably the best player on offense in team history but certainly top three and the same thing on the defensive side. And you're predicting that team is only going to be one game worse. That's actually not a bad outlook. I, I was not aware the winning. Seahawks lost Deion Branch again. They did. Which is very, very sad. The Marjong accident. Things happen. That's your show? No, I'm listening. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, it, you know, and, and those win totals are always like, uh, you know, they're, they're not like no, no team is going to be predicted to win 14 or 15 games and no team's going to be predicted to win two or three, but you know, there's going to be teams that win two or three and teams that win, I don't know, about 14. It seems like a lot in today's NFL with all the parity. 14 wins. That still gives you three losses now because of the idiotic schedule. So that's right. And each team has their own Dion branch on their shoulder. They have a good Dion branch and a bad Dion branch. <laughs> Speaking of Dr. Strange. So we saw it yesterday. Um, ah. And yeah. And uh, for those of you who haven't seen it, I guess I'm going to keep doing the voice off and on. For those of you who haven't seen Doctor Strange, it is a film that is another John Krasinski vehicle. So, uh, <laughs> yes, it is just another John K. vehicle indeed. 
That's right. I like how they all got silent for like two or three scenes and like nobody could make noise. You know, it was like, oh, that's a joke. <laughs> that's a joke. If you haven't seen it, that doesn't happen. Well, it could. But John Krasinski is in the film. He is in the film. It's a, Did you see the uh, article that's, that that uh, Elizabeth Olsen uh, took a lie detector test? I'm not sure why they decided to do that, but they decided to give her a lie detector test. And one of the questions was, do you know John Krasinski? And she answered, no, I have never met him. And the lie detector test said she was telling the truth. So kind of interesting. <laughs> well, um, because they're weird. not in they're not in. I guess she didn't. Right. We don't want to give anything away of the film for those who haven't seen it. Um, it is. It's it's weird because it's definitely got I think you mentioned this last week or whatever, but it does have elements, especially near the ending of the film of horror. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, for sure. So it's uh, definitely a, it reminded me of American Beauty, um, Sam Raimi's other film, um, especially the Kevin Spacey character. Um, oh, God. So, anyway, it's a good film. Go see it. We're not going to say anything much about it because we don't want to give away any spoilers, spoilers. But um, it's good. You should see it. Um, and so we watched. And people are like, I thought this was a Seahawks show. <laughs> There's two things. There's a schedule that came out, which, you know, we'll talk about. And then what was the other thing? Again, oh, quarterbacks and then free agents. Um, oh, we <laughs> oh, should talk the about thing. the prank thing. Um, but anyway, uh, was we, this is what we did last night. We as in Pete Carroll and I, because he, he's not busy right now. He's getting honorary doctorates from Pacific. So um, anyway, so watch Doctor Strange. Yeah, And then we came home and we watched the the remake or the the new fire starter oh did okay. you yeah and I then we watched the oh well. and then we watched uh, <laughs> that's your review we, i agree <laughs> and then we watched started rewatching stranger things because the new season comes out yes. so we bookended our nights uh night of watching stuff or day of watching stuff with quality and in the middle we had I don't know Kyle Fuller, um, you know. <laughs> Jesus. You know, he had like you know, like Dwayne Brown and Walter Jones, and then right in the middle yeah. he had Kyle Fuller. Yeah, yeah, Firestarter is if you're gonna if you're thinking about watching it, um, don't. It's uh, stupid. Yeah, um, I mostly agree. I thought it was a little bit better. I thought it was relatively stupid. Uh, the only good thing about the remake of Firestarter is that they actually have a Native American playing a Native American character as opposed to George C. Scott, which was. <sighs> George C. I thought Scott it was Daniel Day Lewis that was. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> but didn't make a whole lot of sense to have George C. Scott playing this Native American character because it just didn't really work that well in the original. Uh, other than that. Mm, yeah, this was one of those movies. It's like, why did you bother doing this? So, yeah, it was. I mean, it was it, Zach Efron is. I mean, I don't dislike Zach Efron. Um, I felt like he probably got some um, direction on the film that was poor, and, and you know, he followed that direction. You mean like um, everybody? Like what? Like everybody else in the film? Like literally, like everyone else in the film. Um, I mean, the girl's not 
terrible, but you know, she's it's uh, it's so horrible, so dumb. Yeah. I mean, it's it's she's just not, she's not terrible, but basically, I mean, it's a young kid, but she's older than Drew Barrymore was when Barrymore played the same character. Yeah, and for people who don't know, the girl is played by Glenn Close, which is yeah, a little slightly older. A hologram. Yeah. Hologram. Yeah, she just has this. It, it, it's the mean look, which a lot of bad actors and or bad directors say is like, okay, so tilt your head down, furrow yeah. your brow, pinch your brows in the middle, and then look up. Or, or basically, you can think of it as the as the young Darth Vader look in all of the Star Trek, Star Trek, wow, Star Wars freak. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, look down. Tilt your head down and look up, and you'll look really angry and mean and evil. It's like, mm, yeah, okay. Like yeah. Bugs Bunny did that like a thousand years ago. Don't even do that anymore. So <laughs> yeah, she does that a lot of times. It's just awful. Don't do that anymore. It's just yeah. So we're That's here. Bad direction. For the listener, we're here for you. We're here to give you better direction <laughs> than they got in that film. So if you're gonna watch Firestarter, unless you just, unless you just happen to have to watch like obligatory obligatory i don't know you have an obligation to literally watch anything ever related to stephen king and his films and you have to watch it then go ahead but if you have you know an hour and 34 minutes of your life that you want to spare and do anything else literally um do something else yeah kind of like me for another podcast because that's as i said in this other podcast which will be nameless uh Basically, it's a screensaver. If you want to have something on TV and you look up, everyone smiles like, oh, something happened. Cool. And you go back to folding your laundry or something. It's good for that. But oh, yeah. It's, uh, that's yeah. It's it's, good and even that's probably more positivity than the than it should have. But if you yeah, have Peacock, probably. you can watch it for free. And that's the thing that, yeah, do not under any circumstances pay money to go see this. It's like if you got Peacock, go ahead, watch it on Peacock. But if you have the free version of Peacock, you can't watch it. You have to have at least the $4.99 version of Peacock, in which case you'll watch it with ads, or the $9.99 Peacock Plus version. Boy, they should give us money. And then you can see it without ads. Just saying, Unless you have Xfinity, because we don't pay yeah. for Peacock. And if you have it's an just, Xfinity, yeah, it's, it's just there. part of it. Yeah. Part of it. So different ways to watch it, but whatever you do, don't spend money on it. Yeah, it's kind of it like, it. like DirecTV, right, with NFL Sunday Ticket. Right. It's like, oh, you know, I've got the, I've got DirecTV. I can't watch the Sunday ticket currently in any other form because I have yeah. to sign up for the subscription. But if you Peacock, Peacock, then it's, uh, <laughs> it's there for you. If you happen to stumble on to it, immediately turn it off and watch anything else uh, except for the happening. You know, it's not as bad as the happening or cats. no, it's not. It's not as bad. Not nearly as bad. You know who's a great director is Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll's a great director. Pete Carroll directed possibly the best film I saw this week besides Doctor Strange or Doctor Strange Love. And that was uh, when Slim Pickens came in and was giving that prank schedule. So <laughs> I know I know you wrote an article about this prank schedule, yeah. but when I watched the video of it, um, and I, Will Disley was in on it. The whole time, obviously, too. Yeah. But um, when you're when you're I like Quandre Diggs's reaction where it's like we're playing on 
Thanksgiving and Christmas. I got away from Detroit, so I wouldn't have to play everything. And then, and yeah. it's actually texting or calling his wife or girlfriend, whatever. Uh, right. Sorry, maybe it's his wife. I'm, I, don't, I don't mean to dismiss either of those. I, I just don't know if he's married. But he's like, uh, he's like, babe, you know, this is blonde. I mean, that schedule would suck, but oh, yeah, thankfully, yeah. they they don't. And Pete was like, Pete didn't sell it as, I mean, he sold it at the beginning, right? Because he came in yeah. and he was like, oh, he's pissed off at the NFL, whoever they're supposedly talking to from the NFL. And right. then he's like, oh, this is a job. And he should have done a little bit more 180. I think I think whoever directed Firestarter was directing him in this. And <laughs> they, uh, you know, he should have been like, hey, by the way, this is, I'm just joking. Um, or this is just a joke. Instead no, of like, because it took him a second, like, what is coach saying? But uh, D- DJ Dallas is like pissed off, right? Like he walks oh, yeah. out of the room. So. Yeah. He, sh- he actually should have never told them. He should have just made the call- phone call allegedly to the NFL office, which of course it was another Seahawks staffer, and you know done his and then just slam the phone down and say, well, damn it, I'm going to call someone else and just walk out and just let him sit there and then come back in and just started laughing. But cause that's how like a real director would have done it. But you're right. The video, the article that I wrote is like, OK, basically, it's just to get people to watch the video in case they haven't seen it, because the video is hilarious. And just the, the, like you said, country digs, he's just so exasperated. It's like, oh, my God, a Thanksgiving game again, because he'd played like <laughs> seven thousand when he was with Detroit. And like you said, he's contacting that. I don't remember either if it's his wife or girlfriend. He just says babe. So I'm not sure if it's. You know. <laughs> and he's And she's saying it's like. Come on, you got to be kidding me! Thanksgiving and Christmas, and, and he says, "I just work here." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, this is an NFL. This is a Pro Bowler. <laughs> you know, and it's, it's like I just work here. So, when you have a rough day at work and they give you a bunch of crap to do, and you have that thought, is like, just just think to yourself, yeah. you're not the only one who feels like I just work here. It's like, exactly what Zac Efron told his girlfriend or wife after he got done every day of filming Firestarter. <laughs> oh, my God. But it is great. Yeah. And the, they had four their alleged schedule. They had four road games in a row. And it's like, oh, my God. <laughs> and their bye week is in week five or something. And then, I don't yeah, know. yeah, they don't get a bye week after going to Germany. They got to fly back and there's no bye week. It's like, that's oh. right. They should have had it where they like, they play, like, they should have had it where it's like they, I should keep making that voice every once in a while just to see, to remind myself if it sounds better. Yeah. But they should have had it where they, they, they play in Germany on that Sunday morning. And then um, a Thursday night game. Exactly. And then a Thursday been, night game. That would have been beautiful. <laughs> and then the next week would have been Thanksgiving, and it would have been like uh, <laughs> two Thursday games back. I don't know. That would have been funny. But we weren't directing it. They didn't ask the Duffer Brothers, us, to. Uh, the Duffer Brothers did Stranger Things for the for those listening at home. What was the oh the so the schedule so the, there is a schedule. <laughs> yeah, there is this so actual schedule. To play football, even though they no longer have Russell Wilson, no. No fear 12s. The Seahawks are still a football team in the NFL and still have a lot of talent just because they don't have as much talent maybe at quarterback, even though Drew Locke, Drew Locke might end up being okay. Who knows? Maybe he'll be better than expected. I just, want, I just want them to start. say that again. According to one of your articles, he should be starting. 
Oh yeah, well, it's between he and and some guy who retired three years ago. It wasn't. It's a poorly written article. It's a very well written article. It was it's poorly it's, written. It was actually the script was given to me by the people who wrote Firestarter. Firestarter. Actually, if it was, then it would have been a poorly written article. No, what you wrote totally makes sense because it's not like oh well he should be starting because of this. It's more these are the circumstances which would lead to him to being named the starter, which makes perfect sense because I agree with everything you said. And he had like what. He was in Denver for a few seasons. And he had like what, eighteen offensive coordinators, basically. Yeah. Good. So, yeah. How was the guy supposed to work on the things that he needed to work on when, which is consistency, when he doesn't have any consistency in coaching? So, no. Nope. Obviously, he'll be getting that. So, we'll see. Jerry Judy. Schedule. Yeah. Jerry so Judy. schedule. Um, I guess that Jerry Judy thing is passed over right and it was like yeah he was arrested but then oh okay it's like whatever so um i don't know anything about it because i'm not a broncos fan but when i first saw the jerry judy arrest i was thinking oh maybe he won't play against the seahawks but he'll he'll be there and to be honest i want russell wilson to have all i want russell wilson to have all his weapons in week one because if the seahawks win i don't want the broncos to have any excuses well we didn't have this guy or this guy or this guy exactly it is what it is so the, the usual thing. Yeah, the yeah. usual. Uh, back to Kevin Spacey. He's so um, Kevin Spacey is the best. Well, he beats them at their best from what. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he does. Cut that. Cut that. Cut that. So uh, anyway, and the Seahawks start the season week one at home on Monday Night Football against the Denver Broncos. Which to me, so this is, I, I get the. The NFL had to do it, I guess, week one or week two. And the reason is because if you wait and to, to you know, they like to build the tension and they're good at it and you can't blame them. Right. But if you wait to play this game midseason, maybe Wilson has been injured or maybe one of the teams and it could be either team because the Broncos are in a tough division. It could be that our both teams, for that matter, just kind of suck. And it's like, OK, well, we've got this right. game. So I guess it makes it makes sense to play week one. Um, it, makes sense. Yeah, and to me, I I don't know what you think, but to me, it's actually, if anything, it helps the Seahawks because Russell Wilson hasn't had time to really build rapport with the rest of the team. I don't know what you think about that, but I, I think that just kind of balances out because the Seahawks are going to have a lot of new defensive players, and so I think that aspect will. Like I said, and I'm going to leave it out. And I think there's no real advantage to either side. But I, I agree with you. It totally makes sense that they schedule that first. Because as the season goes on, there's other storylines that build up, obviously. This is a huge storyline from the offseason. So hit it now as opposed to later. Probably would be better for the Seahawks because they're the younger team. And by that point, you know, some of these younger defensive players will have gotten a little more sea legs. and. Uh, They'll be they'll be more uh, seasoned to to face a, a quarterback like Wilson. But like you said, later on Wilson might not be there. So hopefully, hopefully he is. You know, like I think you said several times. I don't wish him any ill will. It's like if he if he wins his first MVP or if he even gets his first MVP vote, which is ridiculous. But I'll, you know, more power to him. I don't care. It's like just yeah. as long as the Broncos have a bad record, so we have good draft picks. That's all it exactly, means. Exactly. Yeah. Hopefully they go winless. And no disrespect to Russ. It's not a. It's. I want the Broncos to. And and if it were twenty, if we were talking about this next year, 
I wouldn't care what the Broncos do because they're no draft pick, right? They could win right. zero games or 15 games. I don't care. It's really, I just want them to not do well uh, this season because of the Seahawks have their first round draft pick and the more the Broncos lose, the better the draft pick is. Yeah, exactly. But the thing that I, I don't like about the schedule is that when you get to the week 11 bye, Seattle has played six games away from home yeah. and they have four at home, but they go home, away, home, away, away, home, away, home, and then away and then away, away when they play in Germany, even though it's quote unquote a home game. Right. So they're, they're away. So, I mean, for a young team, that's a lot of road travel and maybe, maybe they're, because they are getting younger, right? And they they want to do that, and they, especially edge rushers. Maybe that away time builds the team, makes the team come closer together. Either that or they're just going to be lost by week 11. But they do finish with, what, five of the last seven at home? So, yep. I don't know. I mean, if they're in any position at all to far exceed expectations four in 2022. What's that? And four of the last five are, are at home. So oh, I, I don't count in fives. It's just against my religion. But um, <laughs> sixes, you know, are fine, but not fives. It's I, I personally found offense to that. And I'll call HR after this meeting. That's fine. That's between Todd and me. So anyway, I, I, fan side is probably listening like, oh, we've got an HR situation. <sighs> so anywho, um, yeah. So but if they're in, in any any position that, and they far exceeded expectation and maybe they're actually making a postseason run, the end of the season shapes up. Well, because, I mean, they yeah. do have get the Rams twice after the bye week. Um, they've But they got the Panthers. They got the 49ers, who they seem to always beat for no reason. The Chiefs on the road, which is, is what it is. And then the Jets and the Raiders. And, and who knows? I mean, at that point. But the, the away games to start the season are the 49ers. The Lions, who, you know, as we, we noted last year, they were better as the season went on. They'll probably be okay. Then the Saints, the Chargers, the Cardinals, and then what's really a away game against the Buccaneers. I mean, that's some, I don't know. The Buccaneers with uh, Fox's newest commentator, which is going to be interesting. So. $375 million. That's, that's a that's lot of pancake. Like, that's uh, about what I make in a week. So. Just about. Yeah. Yeah. That's so. And there's been a little bit of buzz. It's like, a, so does he come back and play this season? Because you know, that's a lot of money to give up. It's like, not really, because it's waiting for him no matter what. It's 10 years. So, yeah, go ahead, play this season, collect your paycheck for this season, and then you have 300. Why would you Why would you not play this season just to start the clock running on that 10 years running out on you? That doesn't make any sense. Of course you'd play this season. What does lead commentator mean anyway? I mean, it's like, you, is he going to show up on every game somehow? Yeah, every game. Like there's going to be he's, almost at a hieroglyphic. Is there going to be a hologram? Yes. Nah, going to <laughs> a Egypt. Floating, a floating Tom Brady every in every That's game. Right. They would love that. Probably That's they would right. probably try to do that. I don't really care because I'm just going to be watching the Mannings doing their football games on Amazon Prime. And, and hopefully, hopefully Richard Sherman will be on the Amazon team. That would be awesome. I really hope he gets that gig. Richard Sherman and Doug Baldwin. That's the that's the uh, commentary group. Oh my god! Yeah, that would be that would be heaven. That would, right. that would be like a seventeen and zero season for the Seahawks almost. <laughs> uh, 
but I'm really seriously looking forward to Sherman getting that gig because I've just seen a little bit of it that he's done and he's really good at it, which is. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's bright. He knows the game. Why wouldn't he be good at it? Yeah, it's like the guy has everything you need. Plus, do you think he's going to hold back on what his opinion is? <laughs> right. right. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's really. funny, though. It's it's like you, you talk about, like, we we don't know. Tom Brady might be really good at it. I'm sure he'll be right. fine. I mean, he knows the game, kind of like Sherman. Right. But we don't really know how he's going to really be as a commentary guy. Where Like, for instance, yeah. Tony Romo. Who I, I don't like the Cowboys. I didn't really care. I didn't. I didn't, never had anything personal against Tom, Tony Romo, but um, he's actually become a better and better commentator because he oh, yeah. just has fun, right? And and you yeah. have fun listening to it, and that's why you're watching. Hopefully, you're entertained by NFL. If you're not stressed out by it, why are you watching? Why are you following this, the sport? Yeah, that would be kind of the antithesis of the whole point of watching yeah. Stuff. It's supposed to be for fun, in case you didn't yeah, know. And he, I agree, he's an excellent. Excellent commentator. And we're the only two people who think that clearly. <laughs> but I mean, it's <laughs> like you don't know if Brady's going to no, have no. that same kind of. Because, I mean, that's, you know, same thing with Tony Romo is not John Madden. And, and for those listening, John Madden was a coach of the Raiders. And, you know, maybe the, the new kids don't. Who's John Madden? Oh, I've got his video game. But I mean, <laughs> exactly. Madden was was great to listen to because he I mean, he was very knowledgeable, but he also had fun. Right. And right. the same way with Tony Romo. He's not perfect, or, but that's that's not why you're listening to them. That you're, I mean, most of us can watch a game and have watched football long enough where it's like, oh, OK, I understand what's going on and blah, 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 blah. They know more. I'm not saying I know more than Tony Romo. I don't. Right. But. I can be entertained without listening to Tony Romo, but listening to Tony, Ro- Tony Romo makes it more fun because he's having fun. And that's that's kind of the point exactly. of the and com- of listening to the people at all. And and gives you insight that you like you said, you don't have we know football, but not, obviously not as well as you know people who played at the highest level for decades, which yeah, is why I, mean, I love watching the Mannings, because it's like they'll exactly they almost pop, pop, pop back and forth is like, OK, so what do you think is going to happen here? And they have a little contest. It's just, you know, for fun, it's like, ha you got that call wrong. And, you know, they just go back and forth with that kind of stuff. And it's it's hilarious because they're both very funny guys. But it, it's also like going to football school. It's like, oh, now I know why they do that. Yeah. And and Romo does the same thing, except he doesn't have, you know, another person to play off like that. Sherman right. is going to be a different type of commentator. But I, I can't wait. I mean, I'm much more excited for him to get the gig than I am about Brady. I mean, oh, for sure. Not, not Brady or anything, but Brady will be obviously knowledgeable. But, you know, we don't know if he's going to be as entertaining. Uh, and that's the whole point, like you said. So, but Sherman's going to be awesome. Yeah. I mean, they sh- what they should do is if Sherman gets the gig, they should somehow have those, the three main guys from the Legion of Boom. You'd have Sherman. And Chancellor and Booth and Earl Thomas from whatever jail cell he's in. And they could all be talking about <laughs> the game along with whoever's doing the play-by-play. Well, I'm sure he'll have Cam pop in as a guest at some point. I mean, why would they not do that? They'd be idiots not to do that. That's they true. Would have to, they would have to. And you know, I'm sure he can take time out from his schedule. And, you know, and he is busy. He does have other activities going on. But Earl Thomas. You mentioned- yeah, he does. Yeah, he's going to have some other things going on. What a disaster, but, ah, uh, jeez. Yeah. But Doug Baldwin, 
Baldwin would be awesome too, to to have pop in and be, be like a guest comment. You know, the same thing as the Manning Zoo and some of the other shows do the same thing. They'll have someone on for like most of a quarter or something. And that would be brilliant. They should have Golden Tate and Percy Harvin on at the same time and just. <laughs> that would be, uh, do they have WWE? Oh, that's fine. <laughs> that's right. Peacock, so. Peacock. That's right. Uh, so uh, as far as quarterbacks and we've kind of quarterbacks, not quarterbacks, we've kind of already hit on this a little bit, but sure. currently the Seahawks have three, well, not counting the practice squad guys who we assume are, and, and Jacob Easley might end up on the practice squad, but the Seahawks have three quarterbacks, right? They got Jacob Eason. Did I say Jacob Easley? Uh, who knows? Jacob, uh, Jacob Eason. Eason? Sorry. <laughs> I haven't had anything to drink. What's wrong with I, me? I'm, I'm That's it. Delicious. I'm blaming this on you. Um, went right through the airwaves. <laughs> that'd be, that'd be like uh, red witch stuff. So, um, anyway, uh, <laughs> Doctor Strangelove. So, uh, George C. Scott. Maybe they maybe they didn't need the the it didn't need a Native American character. They just needed to fill in the roster of the people in the film with like, we got to have a guy from Wise, Virginia, George C. Scott. So where the hell was I going with this? Anyway, yeah, quarterback. So we've got Jacob Eason. Um, we have uh, Geno Smith, and then we have Drew Locke. So wait, was that Geo Smith or Geno Smith? It was. It was. It was Josity Smith, actually. He's changed Geosity. his name. <laughs> wow. How many <laughs> centuries was that? Geosity. Right. He still has this MySpace. But uh it predates the Seahawks practically. Yes, anyway. Yeah, almost. Yeah. So really the battle is between Geo or Gino or Geosity Smith and Drew Locke. And we assume yeah. one of those four is gonna be the quarterback. But to me, I, I put out an article yesterday about basically I just stole the idea from the Steelers fan sided site, but uh, not about Drew Locke. That would be weird. He's not playing for Pittsburgh, but just about what they were want to do with their quarterback battle. And to me, it makes sense for Drew Locke to be the quarterback uh, in 2022, even though Gio, Gino, Jossie Smith knows the offense better at this point. Locke's really the guy they need to figure out if he's able to play or not, right? Because if he plays exactly. well in 2022, it <clears throat> makes needing a quarterback for 2023 and with and you have two first-round draft picks a lot less needy. Exactly. And you could do other things. But if he's terrible, I mean, you know, you're back that's to square exactly, one. <clears throat> that's exactly why I don't want Baker Mayfield or a similar established quarterback to come in and be the starter <clears throat> because you're you're holding back the development of Locke. And if you didn't want Locke, if you don't think he's got the potential to do it, why did you accept him in the trade? That doesn't make any sense. So clearly, and from everything they're saying, they totally believe he's got the potential. Like Carol said, like you mentioned last week, Carol said if if Locke came out in this year's draft, he'd clearly be the number one pick. And nobody can dispute that. You know, I mean look at his college stats, of course he would have been the number one quarterback taken. His college stats just mow down all these other guys and his potential back then. Problem and is, the SEC. since then, yeah. And the problem is, is his lack of development in Denver. Now, is that the fault of the organization or is that he just can't do it? Well, we don't know, but you're not going to find out if he's sitting on the bench all, all season. 
Right. And and I'm not saying that Geno Smith shouldn't start. I agree with you. I think, you know, unless he totally blows it up in practice and, and in the bad way, well, then Geno has to start, of course. <clears throat> but if you bring in a higher profile, someone who's established a higher level like Baker Mayfield, you know he's going to be on the bench for a year. So you've wasted an entire year of his potential progress. And now you know you're going to have to either pay Baker Mayfield or whoever a huge contract next year because if they play well, they deserved it. And now you're basically back where you were, which is why you got rid of Wilson to begin with. You have a younger quarterback, but you still have this gigantic contract. They want someone on a smaller contract because they're going back to that same concept of build the team and bring in a rookie or a young quarterback at least who is not going to eat up a huge amount of your cap. It doesn't make any sense at all to bring in somebody else for that reason, because you're holding Drew Locke back another year, and then you set yourself back another year, and then you're forcing yourself to pick a quarterback next year. And with that with that uh, class, it's like they probably should, even if Locke plays really well, because yeah. this would be, what, his fifth season? So, yeah, they yeah. probably should anyway, but... They have to next year if Locke doesn't perform this season. They have to. They're forced into that. And that takes away their options. And why would you do that to yourself? So I don't think they should pick up anybody else. Not at that level. And there's very few at that. I mean, <clears throat> Stacey Rose put out an article. This is on sales. We're at 710 and, and lists who's behind door number three. And it's a really good article. And a couple of the names they mention and. Before I say these names, because we talked about it in Prepo, I hinted, she makes it clear that these are just – she's snowballing, throwing these names out there. It's like because this would be interesting, this would be really cool for Seattle, but quickly goes on to say, okay, this wouldn't work, and why? Like Lamar Jackson? Well, why it won't work is because why the hell would the Ravens give up Lamar Jackson? All right. And and to me, I I I'm not a big I like Lamar Jackson, but he still has he still has throw when he, he's forced to throw in games that matter yeah. in the postseason, he can't do it. I, I and I wouldn't want him to be the quarterback long term of the Seahawks. Right, and the other one she throws out is Kyler Murray, and obviously, uh, same Cardinals issue. Kyler Murray go, yeah, same issue, and they're not going to let him go in the division anyway. You know the other you know she also mentions Baker Mayfield, which of course everyone's talking about Mayfield. But then the other names are Gardner Minshew, Nick Foles, Fitzmagic. You know, those are the type of players who could come in if you really don't have any confidence in Geno and Drew. But at this point, I don't really think they're going to do anything like that. Because what are the odds that you're going to lose two? And, of course, I've just jinxed it. Now they'll both be gone for the season with ACLs in like the first preseason game. But yeah. the odds of losing both quarterbacks, that's. But then you then you bring in Jacob Easley Eason. That was hard to say. Blah, blah, blah. Yes. But, yes. Yes. yes, you would. So and I agree. It's like it, and like I said, unless he's completely awful in the preseason and in practice. <clears throat> well, of course, he's ahead. In, in a horse, Geosity Smith is ahead with a playbook now because he's been there for three years. It's like he better be ahead in knowing the system. My God, it's like what the hell's wrong with the guy if he's not right? So, but by the end of preseason games, Locke should be caught up in that aspect. 
and yeah. hopefully he's the guy they think he was when they traded for him. And he'll be he'll be there. They are who we who he thought who we thought they thought he was. I don't know. They anyway. thought they thought he was Jaffety Easley. That's right. Ooh, that sounds like a great cartoon name character. Cartoon name character? What's wrong with me? Cartoon character name? Something. I don't know. A cartoon name character. Yes, it is. Voiced by Geno Smith. So, and, I mean, they're, so the Seahawks still have a... I mean, they have to sign their draft picks, obviously. they got $12 million in cap space currently, which means nothing because it's so fluid. Cap space isn't rigid. I mean, you can move around with it a little bit as much as you want, to be honest. But there's... um According to... NFLTradeRumors.co, there are still several free agents out there, and these are the top ten. Daryl Williams, uh, offensive tackle, Buffalo, don't need Gronkowski. I don't even know why they even mention him. If he plays, he's playing with Brady. So, mm. Of course, right. Antonio Brown, eh. Uh, so, but there's Melvin Ingram, who's a rusher from Kansas City, who's 33. Julio Jones, wide receiver. People don't know who he is. He's been pretty good. It's weird for Jones, though. He puts up tons of yards, tons of catches, but doesn't really turn them into touchdowns very often. It's kind of odd. Uh, J.C. Treader, center, but I think Seattle's set as as much as they want to be at center um, with Austin Blythe um, and others. James Bradbury, cornerback of the Giants, who was released uh, this week. Trey Flowers, not that one. The edge rusher from the Lions. <laughs> yeah, not that one exactly. Odell Beckham Jr., wide receiver of the Los Angeles Rams, and Jadavian Clowney, little-known Jadavian Clowney uh, from Cleveland. Clowney always makes like his moves seem seemingly late, like in the summer or just before the season. Yeah, which is fine because you know you why why risk injury to working? He's he's going to be in shape if he plays. Right. But I wouldn't mind. Clowney to me can fit in a three four or four three, which is they're going to play one of those sets on every down. Obviously, maybe they're moving more to a three four defense in 2022. But Clowney has the ability to play either and do well, and he's great against the run. I, I would bring Clowney back, but and I would also only, say I was, again. I'm sorry. The only the only drawback I can see with Clowney is how much money he's going to want. That's the only issue yeah. because if they can if they can afford whatever he's asking for, you know, if they can afford it and make him happy. Absolutely. I'm on board with that. I think that would be fantastic. And yeah, I know we have a lot of edge rushers and stuff, but are any of them proven to be the player that, that clown? No, is? That, and that's a good point. I, I think the only thing I, I, I agree with you 100 percent. Yeah, because nobody has really proven themselves. We have a bunch of potential, but right. we don't necessarily have anybody who can truly do it. With clowning, it's like, OK, teams have already spent their money. So there's not a lot of teams out there with a lot of money to spend. First of all, if he was going to be offered a huge contract, he probably already would have signed. So I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not sure he's going to get the money he wants. And it's just his injury history. He's a guy. It's not an issue on the in the locker room. It's just no. you don't know if you can count on him. Same and, thing with Beckham Jr. coming off an injury. You don't know what to expect from him this coming year. And of course, Connie was fantastic for the Hawks when he was here for his rental season, basically. And I don't blame them all for leaving because. You're in. You've got to work to get money, and right. the Seahawks weren't willing to give him that much money, and he was able to get it someplace else. So more power to him. Uh, yeah. And yeah, I know that kind of goes with the same thing with Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson didn't really leave for money though. Is he left because he was unhappy with the fact that they didn't seem to understand that he might want to draft tackles on occasion higher than like the 18th round. So but they weren't getting. I mean, and we, yeah, we yeah. haven't really. I mean. 
the they were drafting offensive linemen. It, it's yeah. just that they didn't have high picks, and and none of yeah. those linemen ended up really working out f- as far as tackles. So right. it's not like they didn't try. The Seahawks didn't try. They they were taking offensive yeah. linemen. They just and you know they make the big deal for Dwayne Brown too, which was terrific. Exactly. So yeah. I mean, it, it's not like they weren't trying, but in his mind, they didn't try enough, or. Maybe it doesn't matter if they didn't try enough. They didn't accomplish it. And that's really what, what matters. And they didn't. I mean, there's no disputing that. So yeah. they did get better as it went along. And, and now things are really looking up. But, yeah, back to Clowney. It's like if they can get him for the right money, absolutely. I'd love to have Clowney yeah. back. And, and I absolutely think a couple, at least a couple of their edge rushers will absolutely pan out. And, and Clowney, by the end of the season, he may be fighting, which sounds ridiculous, but he might be fighting for playing time. Right. And, well, which would be a good thing, right? Which would be a very good thing, exactly. And like you said, with his injury history, uh, what are the odds are that he'd be able to f- play a full schedule anyway? Not too great at this point. So True. Yeah, if they and, can get him back, an incentivated contract is like, oh, my God, yeah. Yeah, Please for sure. Because he's a, this- he still is. This uh, Ray Bradbury character that just got released, his, <laughs> his talent's like from outer space. I mean, he needs to be signed. So, no, I mean, uh, James Bradbury, yeah. uh, and he got released because it wasn't because he wasn't good. He has been good. It's just that yeah. he was, the team saved so much money by releasing yeah, him the Giants. Exactly. Yeah, same thing that we did with Bobby Wagner. It's like, yeah. does someone, is there anybody out there who still th- who thinks Bobby Wagner can't play? Like he might be, what did we say, a quarter of a step behind what he used to be, which still puts him above virtually any other middle linebacker in the league. Right. Like, Especially was, one who was available in free agency. Yeah. It's like the, the dude is unfortunately is still going to show how well he can play since he's playing for the Rams now. But yeah, Bradbury, obviously not at that level, but the same issue. It wasn't it wasn't performance. It wasn't talent. It was strictly money. Yeah. Bradbury would be a great pickup. Because the cornerbacks are the same way as the edge rushers, right? I mean, you've got a lot of potential, but you don't know. I mean, Justin Coleman in the slot, hopefully they're thinking of him in the slot instead of out wide, but in the slot, that's his. Uh, Trey Brown, hopefully, will be good. But, I mean, he he flashed talent, but he's really entering his rookie season 2.0, right? Because he didn't play enough last year. And then Sidney Jones, it's like he was good the second half of the season last year, but you don't really know what you're what you're getting from him. Or in the two, Kobe Bryant, uh, Tariq Woolen, who I think is further away from being ready. You don't know what you're going to get, but James Bradbury, at least if you bring him in a one-year deal, two-year deal, whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's good enough to start over as much as those guys anyway. It's not like, you, well, you've got Kobe Bryant, you've got blah, blah, blah. Well, none of them are better than James Bradbury. Right, so exactly. why not bring him in? Bradbury would be starting for sure. I mean, and if he isn't, it would be because someone outperformed him, not because his yep. performance isn't as good as he thought it would be. It's like, that would be great. Because yeah. then you've got a third corner. And, and like you said with Coleman, it's like, slot corner was a disaster for the Seahawks last season. And you've got a guy who you know is fantastic at that job. He's great in, in, in the slot. It's like, yeah. You've got to play him in that spot. Yeah. Got to play him. So you're going to put, no, you never, I'm going to say his name, forget it. But you're not going to put him back there. What was he ranked? Like the 278, there's like 145 corner, cornerbacks, and he was ranked like lower than that. Like, no, you, you can't put him back. Ugo Amadi? 
Yeah. I didn't want to say his name. And he's more of a, yeah, I don't know. It's weird because they've got a bunch of, like, he's going to move back to, I mean, he may not. He'll make the team because of his, well, I mean, he could be released and they would save money. But, they, I mean, they've got a, a lot of safeties. Marquise Blair, if he comes back healthy, should be a backup safety. I mean, right. I guess he could back up in the slot. But they've got other players that could play in the slot um, over, especially over Amadi, but over Blair. And, and the safeties are set. But you know that Jamal Adams is going to miss a game or five. And, you know, hopefully Quandre Diggs, who normally is healthy, but you never know. And you got to have talent back there. And I think yeah. Blair's able to play either spot. Yep. So move him back to safety. And hopefully he um, can stay healthy. Cause... Yeah, hopefully. Well, if he doesn't play, I guess he'll... If he gets hurt while he's not playing... That's um, you know, <laughs> CJ size. Uh, so it's... I don't know. I was, thinking, I was thinking more like Glenn Allen Hill, but anyway. <laughs> That's an excellent <laughs> film. The way it's Alec Baldwin starts off... that film spider! Oh, my God! Oh, yeah. Glenn <laughs> Allen Hill was... He, he, it's too bad he wasn't a reliever, because he would have been like, I'll always be closing, you know? <laughs> Anyway, uh, I think that's all we've got to talk about. Do you have anything you want to mention? Anything? No, please. Uh, and this is the, it's the Roy, <laughs> Roy Firestone part of the show where we ask questions and start crying. Roy Firestone. One of us is going to have to get a perm and it's not going to be me. I'm just <laughs> saying that right now. I actually had a perm and my mom uh, in sixth grade, fifth, seventh, seventh grade. She was like, if you don't take care of your hair, I'm going to put a permit. And she did. And thankfully, there are no pictures that exist because I look stupid. Are there really no pictures? No. Oh, yeah, went, I don't I don't full, think I allowed went, any photos. You want full Roscoe Tanner and there are no photographs. Full Roy Firestone. Um, <laughs> they, I mean, people were who I'd gone to school with for my entire life were coming up and being like, who's the new kid? Seriously. <laughs> I'm not making that up. But why are there no pictures? I'm, because I had a perm. I'm, mess- I'm messaging your I'm messaging your mom on Facebook. As soon it's as we're true. Talking. I swear, there have to be photographs. I'm but so um, I don't think that I don't think I would allow any photographs. Um, but uh, but thankfully at that point my hair was still growing and growing fast enough where it grew out quickly. But it was like I don't know. Now that I think about it, it's like I should have gone to childhood services or whatever. Childhood services? <laughs> child, <laughs> childhood <laughs> services. I hope you find a childhood. <laughs> be a bunch of rolled doll books. It's like, here you go, kid. You're good. For, for our three listeners, by the way, if you don't know who Roy Firestone or Roscoe Tanner is, you can reach out to us, either of us on Twitter, and we'll, we'll fill you in. That's so. right. That's right. Roscoe P. Coltrane. Um, so uh, is that his name? Roscoe P. Coltrane? That's not his name, is it? That's the guy's it name? now. It is now. What is his name? Roscoe P. You know who I'm talking about, right? Isn't that I the guy from no uh, Dukes the of Hazard or something? The guy with the perm? Oh, that guy. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> the guy don't, with the perm. I don't know. I don't. I don't know who he who he was because I wasn't originally from the South, unlike you. So I wasn't I, uh, forced. Oh, I, I I wasn't in the, the show. The show was on <laughs> television. No, I'm pretty sure you were in the show. There was this kid right in the back of the General Lee, and he had a perm. It was like, I know that guy. That's right. It was yeah. the kid the kid with the perm, and John Travolta was in the front seat. So that's their show. I don't know how you guys live with yourselves. One day at a time. One day, One at, a day time. at a time. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. 
Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.